with Kim Ravel. I'm so proud of myself, Zach, because I'm remembering to hit record. That is important. There's a little note right here that says hit record. Right. And don't think I don't look at my <laughs> Dude. It was the Lance Bass episode. In the total episode tape, you're like, did you hit record? I'm like, uh-uh. Nope. That was pretty funny. Good thing that we're backing this up like three different ways. Well, um, but that's so you. Now I not, get why you're like, okay, I'm backing up here. I'm backing up here. I'm going to yep. record it on my phone. Yeah, uh-huh. I get it. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I love you. That's I'm me. excited about today because you know what? We're getting edgy today. I know. I'm so excited about today. I'm also terrified about today. Why are you excited, Zach? <laughs> well, uh, we're having my dad on the show today, Your Kim. Dad. Your dad. I mean, my gosh, Zach, did you ever think you were going to produce this show and I was going to have every family member on? on- <laughs> no, I did not think we were going to have my in-laws on. And then I did not think we were going to have my father precious. on. But why are we having your dad on? I want to hear. I want to hear your take. Because would you all say first of all that you're polar opposites? Let me let me start by saying this. Okay. <laughs> my dad really taught me that it is okay to like be who you are. Oh right? God! And right. To embrace that and be comfortable with that, no matter what other people say. Mm, what a great what a great value. I think that's what everybody's shooting for is just to be their authentic self. But I'm interested in talking to your dad for many reasons, because just recently, like over the last week, you know I'm a person of faith and have very spiritual connections and totally believe that the spirit world is actually bigger than this physical matter human world that we live in. And we've experienced the spiritual world and, and the Holy Spirit and God in a really, really real way, in a tangible way. And so for me, I know it's such a big part of my life and a lot of people's lives. And your dad is kind of that person too. Yeah, his his big thing is he does like spiritual healing, right? Mm. And, you know, no matter what you believe and what you think about one thing or the other, he helps people right. and they feel better when they leave. But I think that's that whole, I mean, regardless of what you believe, because you know what, I, I went to, to college to become, you know, in this, I went to seminary, I went to theology school and I've always been fascinated by faith and always been drawn to it. Even as a little girl, I would just be drawn to the Bible and I'd be drawn to, you know, different um, commentaries and all kinds of things that had to do with faith and spirituality. And um, I've even studied other religions. I've not practiced other religions, but I've studied other religions because I think the common thread with all of humanity is that spirituality void that we have, that we're always knowing what's next. What's going to happen when we die? I personally believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior, and and He's my Savior, and I believe accepting Him as my personal Savior is that connection to God that I have. So what I'm saying is people have different views of spirituality, and so sometimes it can be so polarizing, Zach, when it really is just quite simple. I agree with you. And, you know, it's funny. So so I'm Jewish. You know, we grew up Jewish, and— did you grow up like Jewish? Like really? We were practicing. Um, definitely like my grandparents' generation mm-hmm. was more practicing. We didn't keep kosher or anything like that. Right, uh, right. Did you go to Jewish school? I went to Hebrew school. Oh my I went goodness. to Hebrew school. I was bar mitzvah. I went to an intensive Hebrew school. I actually did. you did, really? I did like Hebrew school like three days a week. Three days a week? Yeah. Wow. I think that's good. Forgot it all. Don't speak a lick of Hebrew. <laughs> well, you know, I taught. You know, I studied Hebrew too, hermeneutics, the whole nine yards when I yeah, was in college. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to him. 
for many reasons, Zach, because I'm throwing your tail under the bus tonight. I was expecting that. So yeah. perfect. Let me just give you a little bit of like, let me let me do the little bit of an intro, right? I to want you to. Ross Miller. He went to the University of Pennsylvania. He went to the Wharton Business School, right? Oh, um, wow. He was a few years after Trump. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Does he know Trump? <laughs> he doesn't know Trump. He didn't. He, they didn't overlap. He went to L.A. in the 70s. And that's Ooh. basically where he like learned all the like spiritual, like the spiritual stuff. Yeah. Right? It's when he got connected. Like, he got connected. He like hung out with the hippies. And then he was a stockbroker for a long time. Like when I was a kid, he was a stockbroker. Wow. And then he left it all and started his own business and just and just decided, you know, he wanted to do this like regression therapy and get people in tune with their higher selves, which is spiritual which is work. Yeah. Really, really interesting. Wow. Should we bring him on? Let's bring him in. Let's bring him All on. All right. Let's bring him in. Kim. 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 Gravel. Are you overworked, underpaid, exhausted, but love your kids so much and want to be the best mama for them? How about the best version of you? You deserve that. I'm Gianna Demedio simon And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. We're helping you mother up every Monday on your favorite podcast player. Also, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at motheruppod. Hey, Dad. Hey, Ross. How are you? I'm good now that you can see me. <laughs> Ross, I would call you this amazing, eclectic person. Would you consider that a compliment? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So you've been writing country songs, and I always had the, the privilege of hearing one of your country tunes. Quite, quite Southern. Congrats. I write country because country music appreciate lyricists. So country lyrics mean something to tell a story. Pop right. songs, if you read a pop song without the music, doesn't make sense <laughs> half the time. So if you want to be a writer, you got to write country or Broadway. Oh, Broadway's good. Broadway's good. But yeah. country just has that little bit of heartbreak that goes along with it. Yeah. That yeah, you don't yeah. even have to think about. It just, you just pours out. Kim, do you want to hear uh, my dad's award-winning country song? Yes, I want to hear it. What are, you, what are you holding out on me for? All right, listen to this. Let's call in love, see. And love the day away Let's call in love sick Let's stay home and play We'll turn off the news and the traffic report Pretend that we've gone to a fancy resort And spend all day playing indoor sports Okay! Right? You, know what, you know what I love about it too? Country's always a little sexual. <laughs> a little sexual <laughs> undertone. <laughs> Sex, alcohol, it's all in there. And 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 my dog died and my pickup truck broke and my woman left me. I love it. So so Ross, you have been, like I said, you're very eclectic, writing country songs. You've, you know, had hold held a lot of different careers, but I think from what Zach has told me, you're most passionate about the spirituality part of your um, business is what you've really connected with. Exactly. 
So let me ask you something. Do, do you think that this element of spirituality, this element of knowing, is this, is this what's missing for people in their lives, you think? Well, some people are highly evolved and other people are just starting out. Okay. And some people are misusing their talents. Okay. That was some shade right there. What does that mean? He's talking about me, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole point is to learn to become totally loving and accepting of yourself and mm. loving and accepting of others and co-creative in a positive way, meaning you create your reality based on your beliefs. So if you have, if you live in, if you're, you're always thinking about positive things and creating positive things, you'll attract good things to you. If you're always a negative Nelly, you're going to attract negative people, negative. Law of attraction. It's very simple. Yeah. Law of attraction. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 you know, love heals everything and openness and you have to be open and you also have to ask for things. So ask and it shall be given. Okay. I want to get into the dream stuff with you. So why do we have these dreams? I've had this dream all my life and I'm sure a lot of people listening have had it where I'm stuck still in high school naked and I forgot my locker combination. What does that mean? That's so funny because before you came on, I just, I, I just thought to myself, I kept seeing somebody naked. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ken's oh a naked fa- they're a naked family. We're so naked. we are a naked family. family. We are, I, I, I fully believe we'll be on a nude beach one day. Fully believe that. <laughs> okay, so you're in high school. So I'm in, but I've heard this, I have heard this dream literally from so many. So what are you doing in that? What do you do? What happens then? I'm are just, you are you in a class? Are you preparing no, for I'm a in test? The, I'm in the and I have several dreams, by the way. I'm in the hallway. I'm naked, or I just have underwear or bra on, and I have sitting there trying to get my locker open, and I forgot my locker combination. I have had that dream. I know over the past twenty years, probably I can't even count how many times. Okay, that's my dream go to. By the that's way, that's the same as my Latin dream. Ooh. I used to hate Latin. I took five years of it. I went to a private school. My son's going, my son's Latin. in Latin too. More than anything else. Why did you hate Latin? Latin was easy, uh, wasn't it? Well, yeah, Latin one was good. But then once you start doing Caesar's Gallic Wars <laughs> in Latin. <laughs> my son's in Latin too right now. Was, He's in Latin too. This is the but, way they taught Latin in the 60s, right? In the si- and, and you have no computer to look up any words. So That's literally, right. Oh, yeah. It's yeah like, now, now it's easier. It was torture back then. It would take you 20 minutes to look up one word. Uh <laughs> Anyway, so you're in high school, you're naked. So usually that means you, you at that point in time in your life, you feel unprepared. Oh, bam. Unprepared. People are going to see through you and oh. know that you're unprepared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and maybe you can't that's find what... your stuff in your locker because it's locked yeah. down. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's honestly, I, it's vivid and I wake up. Okay. That, that, that makes complete sense. You've just healed me from that. Okay. What about... The dreams of the sexual dreams with the ex-boyfriends and the total celebrities and the total strangers that you've seen somewhere. So. And you, it's not full on sex. I, I, I want everybody to think I am like cheating on my husband in my dreams. Kim's like asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. Are you enjoying it? Are, are you really having sex and you're thinking about it? No, it's not full on intercourse. It's just that that it's the wooing. It's the fooling around. It's the flirting. All of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, give it to me. Because there's a lot of people that feel this. There's a lot of people. I have asked a lot of friends before I came on here. And a lot of us have had some of similar dreams. 
basically you're saying I want more of that in my life. Mm, I do. Yeah. Travis and we I all want it. to be loved and appreciated and cuddled and everything else. So. Yeah. Like your so, song said, I need to cuddle. I, I'm yeah, lovesick. Right. <laughs> Call him lovesick one morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes okay. sense. Okay. So this, this just recently happened to me because I just remembered this because I, I, I would, I would have dreams. I'm going to tell you two more dreams I used to have. I had a dream where um, my grandfather would come and talk to me, who I was not very, very close with. My mother's father, who I was mm -hmm. not very close with, but I spat on him one time, and so he slapped me. <laughs> In real life? Yeah, this is when I was little. Was little, right. and I'll never forget that because I thought, oh, we're not ever going to do that. You know, I was always a kid that pushed the boundaries, <laughs> and he always will come to me in my dreams. He won't yeah. say anything; he's just there. And is he um, smiling or angry? Oh yeah, he's, he, he. I have his eyes. He has very oh. crystal blue, see-through eyes, so and he's I'm in like a positive the only... frame of mind. Oh yeah, he's very strong. Okay. Very strong okay. man. Oh, yeah. All right, so he does nothing. He just stands there. And Yeah, he's smiling, and he's just his presence is there, and I just see his eyes. Yeah. That's all I see is his bright. I mean, he has, when, he, when he passed, he had, I mean, his eyes were like those husky dogs. Yeah. They got lighter like glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he, he would just, he's just staring at me, just looking yeah. at me. Um, but not in a threatening way or anything, just as a real, just, and I thought, wow, I'm, I was never close with him. You know what I'm saying? We, I never was close with him. I always respected him. A lot. Okay. And when you wake up, do you have a positive feeling about the whole situation? I just wonder, why is he there? Okay. And it happens periodically. All right. So let me know. I'm let getting emotional about talking about it. Well, I'm picking up on him. He's saying, I'm just so proud of you. Mm. I'm just so proud. That's all he says. I'm just so, that's why he's smiling. And he's, um, he's just checking up on you. So our relative, so in that respect, he's a spirit guide. He's in, sp he's in spirit form and he's guiding you or letting you know, some, giving you information. So he's he not really so much was, a spirit he was a guy. He's hard just man. He was not an unkind man at all. He was very kind. Yeah, he but he, his things. softer side is coming through, right? It is. And it did towards the end of his life. Yeah. So he's, he's on a spiritual level and he's letting you know he's just very proud of you and he's smiling and he's. You know, if he were angry or upset or something like that, uh, it would mean something totally different. Well, let's not talk but about that because I'll dream about that tonight. That. So don't, yeah. <laughs> all good things. All good things. I need to go there. Don't go there. Let's not go there. Um, when it comes to interpreting dreams, can you interpret them for yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the key, the key to dream interpretation, here's how you do it. Okay. Uh, if if you want to learn how to interpret dreams, first of all, get several books on dream interpretation. The newer ones are much better than the old days where they said a black cat means bad luck. And that's not the case. It, ah. depends how, it depends how you see a black cat. If you have a pet that's a black cat and you love that cat, then a black cat could be a, a source of love, not, not bad luck. So again, you co-wrote the dream yourself. So you- I've never heard it like that. Yeah, never heard so that. So you are able- to interpret it. And the way you interpret it is, first of all, put a pad and pen by your bed. And as soon as you wake up, even before you get out of bed, try to review the dream, then write it down exactly what happened, who was in it, what you did, what you said, how you felt. Mm. And, then, uh, and then you interpret it section by section. It's like putting together a jigsaw puzzle a piece at a time. So you find out 
part one meant this, that, 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 that. And it creates a story. Okay. And then, you- and then like a jigsaw, you'll, you'll have a story and then that's what it means. Okay. 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 You just need a little practice at it. But also you can program your dreams before you go to bed and say a couple before you before you sleep, say tonight, uh, I'm going to have a dream that will give me the answer to my problem. You know, oh. blah, 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 blah. You know, what should that's I cool. do at work? Should I fire this person or hire somebody or do this or do that or take this job or that job? Uh, and I will remember the information I'm giving and immediately wake up and write it down and say it a few times. And that will program your subconscious to let you know it's important. Because do we already know the answer, Ross? You know the answer. You just have to tune into it. It's already it's, it's already, already there. out there. You know, you okay, just okay. So this this is a true story just happened a few weeks ago. I had a dream about a lot of vultures and black crows. So it was okay. vultures and black crows, vultures and black crows. And so I, and then I started seeing them everywhere, like everywhere. Like we have dream, to wait, 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 wait. In your dream, what are these vultures and black crows doing? They're just sitting. They're boring. Where? In the tree, on your front lawn? On, okay. On my house. On your house. On my house. On the roof. Yes. Are they and looking so, at you? No, I just see them. So I started seeing like, I started seeing a lot at Bell Manor. And then I got a text from my neighbor. She took a picture and there was probably 100 vultures on my house. What? And I thought, oh my God. I quickly, this is before I even knew you were coming on, Ross. Wow. I quickly went to the internet and Googled, what does it mean with vultures on your house? Yeah, I think you need to And my move. dad went, because there's something dead around there. <laughs> Probably. But I just thought but, I just thought that the sequence of all of that was bizarre or a little like that, su- suspect. That so you dreamt okay. about it first, Kim, and then I dreamt about it, it first. happened. And then it happened. You dreamed about it and then you realized they actually were because the kid across the street saw them. Correct. She said he was mesmerized by them. Kim, do they still come back and sit on your No. Mm-mm. That was just like a one time thing? Yes. And, and I haven't seen vultures since. And I've seen deer on the side of the road. I've, we've had a dead deer in the ditch right here by Bell Manor. I mean, we're in the country. So, I mean, you know, something dead on the road all the time. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, and I just thought, did I manifest that? Because I do believe in manifestation. I don't know. If okay. I- so, quite often, vultures and black crows symbolize death. But it doesn't have to be a physical death, like a person dying. It could be yeah. a death and a rebirth. Yes. So, you may have gone through it's a coming. period when you are letting go of something and being reborn in a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah, because this happened right before this subconscious work I've been doing recently, and it has changed my whole life. Okay, so you, you let go of the old. It's like sloughing off. It's like a snake getting rid of a, a, an old skin, and then you come out, or a butterfly, you know, coming out of the chrysalis. That's so it. that was a major death, a major step forward in your life. So it was a very positive thing. I take it as positive. I really yeah. do because yeah. I truly yeah. believe all things work together for the good. You You're know, right. exactly. We, exactly. We make we make the mistakes and make them bad. Our most negative things are actually in the long run very positive things. Oh, wow. huh. yes. What I tell my clients is when someone pushes one of your buttons that makes you feel angry or upset or whatever, don't see them as your tormentor. Instead, see them as your mentor or teacher pointing out what you yes. need to work on inside of you because it's your button. If you didn't have the button, they couldn't push it. They couldn't push it. So they're showing you something. Oh, that's right. such a good way to look at it. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. All, all things work together for the good. I truly yeah. believe that. Even yeah. the bad things. 
Yeah. Is a lot of that ha- has to do, Ross, with how we're looking at things as well, like our mind and, you know, I believe thoughts are things. And I think what you think about, you bring about is, right. is, is how do you feel about that? Well, sure. I, I see it as this whole economic, political stuff is a healing crisis. Mm. So when, when you when you do healing work, the negativity has to come up come so out. you can feel it and then you release it. Mm. So you have to be aware of it. So it's just bringing up all the garbage in, in our society that needs mm. to be dealt with. And then hopefully we'll deal with it and let it go. If you suppress it. But how do it, you do that? How do you do that? Because ev- they think they're right. They think they're right. And really everybody's wrong. So, I mean, like, how do you how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? How do you come well, together? Well, you can't force other people to heal themselves. What you can do is work mm-hmm. on yourself. That's it. And become a source of light. And you give off your light. And then hopefully other people will pick up on it and lift themselves up. So Bam. it's a person at a time, a consciousness at a time. You can't force others. No, but th- this is this is a good point because there's so many people out there that are seekers, right? Okay, um, that people are looking for answers, right? And what I keep hearing you say is that it, it's already you already have the answer. You have it. You just have to learn to connect to it. Correct. <laughs> this is going to be deep. I don't know if this will make the podcast, but when I get quiet, it's like the real me starts talking to me. Right. That's, that's your higher you. When you connect to your higher self like that, you're in a state of grace. Hmm. Oh, let's talk about grace because, God, don't we need it. And then you can ask questions. You write down specific questions that you have in your life or whatever, what to do, and then wait for the answer to come through that inner voice and then write down the answer. And there you go. I right. like how you said earlier, Ross, where you, like, it, it, you said, you know, you have to work on you. Hmm. And and that is the truth. I mean, we are responsible. We are accountable. Like you said, right. you know, we, we say, you know, I'm a Christian. I think we're going to go and sit at the feet, you know, of God. And, Whatever. And Good. That's we held accountable. You know what I'm saying? Held accountable for our lives. That is the one thing that is constant. That is true truth. We're only responsible for really ourselves when it comes right. down to it. Right. And people always ask me, well, how do you, how are you so confident? Why do you, how do you live such a... And it's it's not, it's it's simple because I I just know I was created, unique and special, mm-hmm. and everyone else is too. And you just have to tap into that right. part, don't you think? Absolutely, everybody learns their own lessons in their own way at their own rate. Right, right. I have a. Zach oh my gosh. Coming at you. <laughs> Gertrude Lloyd's people. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so, Dad, uh, yes. Ross, yes. you are <laughs> you are a really great country music lyricist, and Kim has lived a country music life for <laughs> the ages. So here's what I want to do. We're going to team you two up. Kim, I want you to think of three Mm -hmm. true things about your life, Kim. Mm -hmm. And Dad, you're going to write three song lyrics, one for each thing. Oh, my gosh. And then we are going to have... This is good, Zach. We are going to have the Kim Gravel LOL song. This is going to be our official... If this goes well, this is our official theme song. I'm just saying that right now. I have to come up with the song now, right now? Right 
now. Now. Oh my gosh. Right now. Okay. And you're saying we, just three little lines, just three lines about these subjects. Three little lines. We're going to go through each. We're going to do childhood. Okay. Then okay. we're going to do like young adulthood. Young adult. And then okay. adulthood. Got it. Okay. So the first one would be um, I used to hold a hairbrush and sing to my stuffed animals in my bedroom by myself for hours. So it's just me and a hairbrush and a mirror. I can picture that. What would you sing? Wait, tell us. Um, this is. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give my dad oh, a little time to Elvis. work here. I would okay. sing Elvis. I would sing Sean Cassidy. I would Marie Osmond, Rian and Donnie Osmond. They were hot. Cher, are you kidding? <laughs> I would forget about it. I mean, I could just everything. And I, I mean, I would just sit for hours. It would truly be for hours. And I had a little record player, and it would just play. And remember, that's back when you had 45s and you had the B side. Oh, you went to, you got the B-sides going. Oh, yeah, honey. I did the A and B. Mm -hmm. All right. And I had a Donnie and Marisa Osmond record player. And I could still hear the, the scratch, you know, when I put the needle on. <laughs> this is like, I would never put a guest on the spot this much, except for my dad. <laughs> your, dad your dad got it. He got it. He's there. I mean, he's, he's, he's been doing this a long time. He's a pro. I know. I got it. I got it. Okay. <laughs> I love your dad, Zach. Okay, with a hairbrush in my hand and my stuffed animals by my side, I dreamed, oh, I dreamed about being Sean Cassidy's bride. <laughs> wow. Bravo. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How is that? <laughs> Ross, that was really good because him and I had the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, here we go. Next one. Number two. Next one. Ne number two. So Kim, so tell us, uh, tell us something about your like young adulthood. Well, I started my singing career in a bar called the Shack, that was owned by my now ex husband and my dad. Never drank a drop, but entertained those who did. I mean, they was they were more than they were drunker than Cooter Brown up in there. Wow, Live, wait. full band, everything. And you sang there every night? On the weekends. That is so cool. Same with the full band. Now, that part I loved. I bet. I would sing all kinds of songs, you know, country, oldies, Etta James. At last. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That was our first My dance. love. No mm-hmm. Is it still there? Mm-mm. Burned down. Oh, no. Country song. It really is. Okay, this is not so great, but here it is. <laughs> okay. Singing, singing at the shack, my life was really whack. With my ex-husband and my dad, my life was really sad. Oh. I, I repeated life. I, I redo that. I didn't like that. Listen, you had right. two minutes. I think it was great. The first one was better, Ross. The first one was better. The first one was good. All right. So here's, so now, now let's go for, okay. Tell us a little bit of something from now. So you work all your life, right? I'm working all my life for the success that I have now. Um, Premenopausal, hot flashes, skin tags, weight gain, teenage kids, exhausted all the time. <laughs> this is just a rap, Kim. You're just wrapping it out right now. <laughs> I'm writing it. Premenopausal. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the success and I'm exhausted, but blessed. Ooh, exhausted, but blessed. That's the name of the song. <laughs> I know. 
Okay, exhausted but blessed. But isn't that funny? You, you get this picture in your mind of what what success looks like or what you're going to do or be or whatever. Yeah. And um, for me, when I let go of what it looked like and just moved into and just kind of went with it, went with the flow of it all, that's when it started really getting good. And, and, and I'll tell you, Zach and Ross, he can speak to this after he resonates, but you get to a point where a lot of people get to the flow just by going, that's it, I give up. I, I have got no control. I'm just letting it go. I'm giving up. Yep. And then they get it, then it starts getting good because it's like, I feel like I fought my success or I fought my purpose and my power for a long, long time. We fight it. I feel like I'm still doing that a little bit. I feel like I'm not there yet. I think you are. I'm close. I feel like I'm closer now than I've ever been. I think you, I think you're getting there. Okay. This is, this is not great either. I'm getting really tired, but anyway. <laughs> That's what happens when you're in your 70s. Kim's okay. exhausting me. No. Okay. Wow. Oh, you're my God, I love you. I love you so much. Okay, so you work your whole life and expect to be blessed, but with teenage kids, my life is effing messed. <laughs> it's brilliant. Wow. That's your best one yet. What are you talking about? Now, if you could have got menopause in there, you would have been a Grammy Award winner. Was too what rhymes with menopause, though? <laughs> it doesn't rhyme with it. It doesn't rhyme. Except for Santa Claus. I couldn't Middle get him in. <laughs> God. You know the problem with this? The problem with this right here is that people are going to think you're actually cool. Oh, I think he's very cool and, and very <laughs> unexpected. Like, to look at your father, you would never think this wealth yeah. of spirituality, guidance, all of this would be popping out. I don't look like who I am. No. And you know what? I can relate to that because people don't think I'm as smart as I, I don't look as smart as I am. And that's all, sometimes that's a good thing. Well, Ross, you have, now I can call you dad too, or no? Yeah, you're old enough. Sure. Do it. Yep. You're, you're old enough. No, I absolutely love it. Thanks for coming on the show, dad. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. Kim Gravel. Oh, Zach, I love him to death. Yeah, we, we don't have to all sense. believe the same way. We all don't have to look the same way. That's the flavor of what makes people unique and amazing. But there is one true constant that is, you know, at the, at the heart of everything. It's love. And it's connecting with that why you were created because you were created for a reason. And for, you know, yeah. and get in tune with that. Because if you do, your life will just be magical. Let's just say this, Zach. The spirit world is, is huge. It's, it's real. It's, it's big. And your dad was right. You know, we got to get to the core and the center of who we are. And if we do that, you know, our lives will be easier, better, more purposeful. It's like a awakening. Wake up and realize it. But I loved it. I can't believe you grew up with a dad like that. And you're such a cynic. <laughs> such a skeptic. I know. I know. But I that know. is, that is a testament to him telling you to be who you're supposed to be. That, that is a true testament that he raised you and your parents raised you to be an independent thinker. That's the most important thing you can do for your kids. He has a lot to say. He He's does. He's a really, really smart man. We have so to have I'm him back. Really glad we had him on the pod. Me too. Good. You come from good people. As we say down, down here in Georgia, you have got good, you come from good stock. Y'all are good people. <laughs> y'all are good people. <laughs> and so are y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Aloha. Kim Grava. Okay. LOL, Kim Gravel. LOL, Kim Gravel, yeah. If you love the show, make sure to follow LOL with Kim Gravel in your favorite podcast app. New episodes come out every Thursday. 
LOL with Kim Gravel is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Theme music by Taco Pella. Mixing and mastering by Zach T. Fell of ZTF Studio. Head to lolkim.com for more information and to join our mailing list. Thanks for listening.